So today I'm joined by Lisette from Doggy Warriors um, and I'm really excited to chat to her about her, the work that she does helping rescue dogs. I've known Lisette for a while um, but I'm really excited about sharing her story with you here. So Lisette, thank you so much for joining me. Can you tell us a little bit about you and Doggy Warriors and what you're all about? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rachel, for inviting me on again um, and um, telling my story. Um, so a bit about me. Um, I am from Holland originally, uh, but I've got a British mother and a British husband. I've uh, been uh, living here in the UK for over five years now, um, together with our rescue dog, Beauty. We are based in West Yorkshire. Um, and yeah, got a marketing background, um, and uh, it was in um, during COVID, during the first wave, that um, I lost my job and had the opportunity to set something up, um, you know, uh, that I've always been really passionate about, something relating with dogs. Um, and um, yeah, uh, after a lot of brainstorming, came up with, um, we started with, um, a charity lottery um, called Doggy Lottery. That's how it originally started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fab. Okay. So tell me about how the how you kind of found yourself thinking, I want to set up a lottery to help rescue dogs in the first place. How did that begin? Um, so it's all, all down to beauty. Um, so I was living at the time in Dubai and uh, was helping at a dog rescue centre uh, volunteering and uh, was not looking for a dog um, and um, met this lovely dog called Beauty. Uh, she was running around trying to find her new uh, forever home. Uh, the happiest dog I'd ever seen, only with three legs. Um, she was missing a leg. She uh, was living on the streets and got hit by a car uh, and unfortunately they had to take the leg. Uh, but that didn't stop her. She was so happy, such a yeah, um, star really. Um, and as I said, I was not looking for a dog. So met her at this dog adoption day where I was helping out. And I just thought to myself, oh, if I could have a dog, um, I'd definitely choose her. Um, so yeah, I was living on the 16th floor in a flat, not ideal for a dog. Um, but um, just a few weeks later, um, on Facebook, I saw a post about her. Um, and Beauty um, no longer had a foster family because she was in, in, in a couple of foster families um, and even a foster families um, couldn't keep her anymore. So she was stuck in a crate at the vets. Um, and yeah, there was a post going out saying, is there, is there somebody please to help this dog? And yeah, because I'd met her only a few weeks earlier and I was like, oh, it just pulled on my heartstrings. And I was like, I need to help. I need to see what we can do. Um, so I spoke to my husband and I was like, oh, what do you think? Could we help out for a week or two? Um, um, managed to convince him. And um, yeah, we <laughs> um, ended up fostering her. But within two days uh, of having her in the house, um, we were just um, so sure she was not going to leave us because, she, yeah, as I said, she's just amazing. And we just had that instant connection with her. Um, so yeah, ended up adopting her, um, and then it was unfortunately a couple of weeks later, um, uh, unexpectedly, I lost my dad, um, and at that point, 
I think I just realized that it all happened for a reason because I was away from my family, I was in Dubai, not in Holland where my dad passed away. I mean, I went to, obviously went back, um, but couldn't stay very long. Um, and going through grief is is just is just horrible. And then having a dog who, you know, I'd only just met her, but she got me through the grief. She got me up every morning, kept me into a routine, kept me going. She would sit with me whenever I felt really low. She just knew when I needed her more than, you know, other times she would come and sit with me, actually literally licking away my tears um, and just um, lying against me, giving me comfort. Um, and that was just absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, I just, there was just something that made me say to her, look, you are, you know, so important to me and I'm going to repay what you're doing for me and I'm going to help um, as many rescue dogs as I can. I don't know how yet, I don't know when, but I will find a way of helping um, more dogs uh, in the future. Um, and so when I lost my dog during COVID, I had that opportunity and I was like, well, why not now? Let's find something I can do to help uh, more rescue dogs uh, and that's basically how it started wow okay so lots of lots of those sliding doors moments and life-changing moments happened and thank goodness mm. beauty was there to help you when you needed her and that you were there to help her yeah. when she needed you I feel a bit emotional yeah. talking to you now I know <laughs> story but it's like oh my gosh and um, so it's a lovely lovely story and you came so you you found beauty, she took care of you, you took care of her, then you lost your job, then you came back to the UK and lockdown happened. Um, yeah. Then you came up with this amazing concept of doggy lottery. So can you talk us through like how you went about that? Like, where do you even start? So, yeah, with the doggy lottery thing, I, I, I had to do a lot of research first because, um, not stupidly, but... I thought in Dubai, the, the situation for rescue dogs is really, really bad. So when I moved back to the UK, um, I thought, oh, it would be a lot better, which, yes. yes, it is in some respects. But there were so many other problems going on uh, in other ways. And I discovered that over 800, um, there's over 800 rescue centres here in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And before COVID, over 130,000 dogs get abandoned each year. So I was like, wow, this is incredible. So all those stats, I was looking through all these reports, what was going on, because I was trying to figure out how I could help make a difference, what yeah. was, you know, what was needed, um, first and foremost. Um, and the biggest um, help that I could give was financially, because... Yeah. 800 rescue centres in the UK, but the, most of them are run by volunteers. They were all struggling to survive. So I was like, okay, so they need finance. How could I help do something different? Because they were all trying to raise funds in yeah. all different ways. But I was like, how else, what else could they do fundraising-wise to help them? Um, and then in another report, I read that the third most um, popular way of donating to charities is through a lottery. So I was like, okay, so maybe use a lottery. Um, looked and yeah, there's the the odd like the big ones like the RSPCA and the Dogs Trust. They have their own lottery, but there wasn't a lottery 
that would rotate rescue centers on a regular yeah. basis and help the smaller ones. So I was like, oh, interesting. And that's how it started. And we came, well, I came up with a concept of um, partnering with five different rescue centers each round. So every four weeks we change over, we partnered with five different rescue centers um, and raise money for them. And that's how it basically started. Wow, fantastic. And can you tell us, so we're recording this, we're doing this interview, middle of December, 2022. Can you tell us what the prize fund that you've raised stands at at the moment? Yeah, well, I'm very, very excited. You've got a premiere again. I know last <laughs> time we spoke, we had um, we had a really, really great total to get to. And now we've just um, hit the £75,000 raised Wow! for over 80 different charities and rescue centres. So, yeah, super, super proud of that achievement. And um, it's basically because of my Doggy Warriors community. So we've evolved um, since setting up the lottery. Um, so we set up the charity lottery in July 2020. Mm-hmm. And then December last year, um, we evolved into Doggy Warriors. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to offer different ways of raising money, not just through the charity lottery. Um, so we came up with um, the concept of doggy warriors and that is so basically a community of dog lovers who are all working together to raise funds for dog rescue centers dog charities and to try and improve the lives of dogs um, in uh, if it's through a campaign um, you know um, through awareness or raising funds yeah. Um, and that's basically how it's how it's now evolved into something bigger than than the charity lottery. But yeah, so yeah, we've we've hit the seventy five thousand, and that's all down to my community. Yeah. Um, I've got incredible people on board, and we've partnered with um, you know so many lovely rescue centres that are helping to put out the word. Partnered with organisations as well. Um, so yeah, it's going going really well. That's a huge achievement because I but like I'm not great at maths, but I've just been doing the sums in my head. And you've if you you've helped 80 centres, so that's like you know a tenth of the rescue centres here in the UK. That's a huge mm. like, amount of impact that you're having there, and, and you should be so proud of of what you've achieved and the difference that you're making. It's just it's just incredible. So and wow. what a milestone as well. And you know, thanks for sharing that with me. It's it's just just amazing. <laughs> um. So tell us about some of the stories um, that you have, some examples of like that you have from the rescue centres of of doggy lottery and doggy warriors and what you're doing, making a difference. Um, so I'm trying to think of a, of a good example here. Um, well, one of my favourite ones, it is from a little while ago, but one of yeah. my favourite ones is... Um, Cause to rescue. Yeah. Um. They um let us name one of their uh, rescue dogs that we helped. So they were they needed funding for yeah. uh, an operation of this one particular dog that they rescued, and um because we helped fund that operation, um they gave us the honor of allowing us to name the dog. So we named him Lotto. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was quite appropriate. Um, so so that's a really really nice story that um, yeah that yeah it's just a heartwarming one 
And what was the operation that that he needed? Um, they needed to amputate his leg. Oh gosh, blinking yeah. out! So I bet that really hit a chord, didn't it, with you? Yeah, it did actually. It really did. So um, yeah, it was something very close to my own heart. Yeah. Oh, um, and I know now that things are really, you know, lots of people know about you. I see you on social media and, and you're, you know, it's the work that you're doing is, is going so well and everything. But I can imagine at the beginning, it must have been quite hard having this vision and having this idea and, and then making it work. Because, mm. you know, we're in a society where people can be a bit cynical and the people who are working in the rescues are so busy dealing with the dogs that mm. dealing with dealing with other people outside of the rescue, even though they're trying to help, is I can imagine is is quite quite hard. So talk me through like what it was like for you at the beginning, explaining what you were trying to do and getting the word out there and how you built up that momentum mm. to where you are today. What was it like for you? Yeah, it was so hard because as any new business, you don't have any reputation. Um you know, people are very skeptical. They're like, "Who are you? Why are you? Why are you wanting to raise money for us?" Um, the, yeah, it's really hard, and especially in in, in fundraising, because red flags will go up, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know you, so I don't want to deal with you." Um, so I had to find a way of building up that reputation through, you know, um, a lot of convincing, a lot of um, phone calls. Zoom calls because it was in COVID as well, so that made it harder. So I can't just pop to the rescue centre yeah. because that always works a lot easier if you face to face. But um, yeah, it was a lot of determination um, to get an actual um, conversation with the rescue centre. Um, and once I had the five, the first five on board, and I could demonstrate that the system worked, we could raise. Um, you know a good amount of money it made it easier for the next five to come on board because then you can already say look this is what we've been able to raise um we we ask very little from the rescue center so we create social media posts we even create the suggested text so all the rescue center needs to do is literally post the posts yeah um or schedule them Um, so we we also try to make it as easy as possible because the fact that these rescue centers run on volunteers don't, you know, hardly have time to do anything else but look after dogs. Yeah. I had to find a way of making it as easy as possible for them to just go, yes. So finding those processes, putting those processes in place, finding those first five that would be like ambassadors for us to then you know be comfortable in promoting us and finding the next five um of building up partnerships with you know uh, animal welfare campaigners who get what you're trying to do and can help spread the message uh, pr with obviously the lovely you yourself for helping me um get into the media yeah um, that's a big one um and to be honest, just a lot of hard work. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving up. I had to jump through so many hurdles, not just on getting the rescue centres on board, but setting up as a as a, a lottery, um, getting, you know, all the process in place, partnering with a bank, you know, the, the, every 
every person you have to deal with is skeptical yeah you know not just the rescue centers but the bank you want to them to take your payments so yeah. it's it's every point was a oh my god a, a very high wall that we're like okay how do we get over this one um, and finding ways around that so yeah yes yeah, a lot of hard work <laughs> But now it feels like, so I know obviously we've worked together for, for a couple of years now and I see the work that you do, it feels like it it's probably easier now and you've you've got oh, a reputation. And, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just, it's so, so lovely that now I have a long waiting list of rescue centres wanting to come on board. So my calendar for 2023 is already nearly full. Um, and that's not because I'm approaching them. It's because yeah. they're approaching me now. Yes. So it just shows you that, you know, working very hard on something you believe in and keeping at it, you will see the benefits. But yeah. you you just have to keep going to, until you get to that point. Um, and, you know, people... <clears throat> you know it's easier to to form partnerships now because you've got such a big reputation sorry that's not the right word not a big reputation but um I've got um things to prove that you know what we've done and what we what we are doing is is um you know making a difference yeah um won awards um take part in quite a few events now um, you know, running charity lotteries for other people um, for special events. And it's, yeah, I'm just really, really, really happy um, that, yeah, hard work pays off. <laughs> so, you know, when you were kind of, you described it as lots of walls being put around you and having to throw yourself over them and mm. being determined and having that dogged determination, um, like what kept you going when you were having those, you know, when you were, you know through the through the wobbles and through the challenging times what made you keep going definitely my community and not just the doggy warriors community but having the right people around you um business people like yourself and your the people that you've been able to introduce me to um having the right people positive people cheerleaders that are all you know really Honestly, wanting you to succeed is so important. Yeah. Um, because yes, I've had a lot of wobbles. You know, even even now I'll have days where I'm like, oh my goodness, what what am I doing? Do do I keep going? Because it it it's it will it will always be hard work. Yeah. And especially running, I do this on my own. So being on your own and always being you know motivated is just uh, unrealistic so you need to make sure you have your support network that when you're having an off day you can go oh my god you know offload and don't yeah. that person will go no no just keep going you need to finish doing great work you know i'm reminding yourself so i've just read i wrote my end of year like uh review that I want to share with our community our doggy warriors community yeah. of everything we as a community have achieved and it's so humbling to see everything that we've managed to do in a year because you forget those things. So yes. it's really important as well to to do that review on a regular basis, not just at the end of the year, but write down at the end of the month, maybe what you've done. 
because yeah. it's so easy to always be focusing on the negatives and uh, getting you down but hold on to those things that you've been able to achieve it's just yeah it's so much more important love it okay so lovely chatting to you um and it's amazing that you've got this waiting list and I'm not surprised and I love it but for dog lovers listening or reading about you and your work um like what can they do to support you how can they um how can they use your what you've created to send you know to send money and funds and what's really important to people those smaller charities not the great big ones those small charities that might be run by a handful of volunteers who really need the support what can dog lovers um do to support you so there's three ways to get involved with our community um our dog warriors community and um, you can either sign up for our weekly um lottery doggy lottery so that's one pound fifty to enter each week you can unsubscribe um whenever you want there's no commitment okay yeah. Or you can buy something from our shop. We've got a, a lovely shop with loads of lovely products on there. Um, and 10% of every sale goes to dogs in need. Mm-hmm. And then the third way is by signing up to our newsletter and you'll get involved um, and hear all about our news and yeah. uh, campaigns that we can get involved with. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, Lisa, I just love the stuff that you're doing and the impact that you're having and it's been so brilliant seeing others everything that you've achieved over the past two years and and just huge that impact like 10 percent of the small rescues in this country have been helped by you so i hope Mm. you're going to be um well i I know you should you should just be so proud of what you've achieved it's wonderful so tell us i will put all the links in this um in this post but tell us where people can find out more about you like what's the best way for people to find out more head over to doggywarriors.com and you'll see all the links in there. And if you do have a recommendation of a rescue centre, always happy to take those. You can email, email me on info at doggywarriors.com. Brilliant. Okay. And yes, do tell um, do tell us that about any rescues that, that do need help as well. I know you have got a wait list, but that doesn't mean to say that you're not going to help them. So yeah. there's a wait list isn't it but you have to be on yeah. it you have to be on absolutely. the list <laughs> absolutely and follow yeah. us on social media yeah don't be warriors that'd be amazing excellent okay well thank you so much for chatting to me it's been lovely talking to you and i'm wishing you and doggy warriors every success as well so thank you oh, thank you so much rachel it's been a pleasure as always thank you so much <laughs>